is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Friday, February 5th. The day is finally here. It's not the Super Bowl, but it is the prop bet extravaganza on the show. I'm going to break down prop bets across the board in terms of players and a few beyond that. I'm not a big novelty prop guy, and I'm not going to talk about silly Gatorade colors But I will tell you some of the props that I like beyond the player props for the big game this Sunday. Of course, before I get into that, let me tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and of course football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. If you use the promo code RANT, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50 with a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com. You can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. All right, so here it is, man. It is the prop bet spectacular. Now, you may not be that into prop betting or whatever, but hey, I know that people like to get action in on the Super Bowl. It is the biggest single handle of the year. There will be, with a B, billions bet on the Super Bowl. Three commas. Trace Comas bet on the Super Bowl here. Uh, so you you may be dabbling. If you're new to player prop betting or prop betting in general or betting in general, or you know if you're a seasoned vet, I still think you could benefit from a few strategy points. First and foremost, I think this is probably the most important thing for any better. Don't make a play based on what you think, feel, or believe. Just don't do it. Don't. Hey, I I like this line. Why? Well, because I do. (laughs) Well, you have nothing to back it up. Then, you know, sports books are set up essentially to pick to take advantage of people who do that. That's what it is. Anybody who I know is a long term losing better is somebody who just looks at a line and says, yeah, I, I get a feeling my gut says this side. And then they bet on it. You can't bet on what you think, feel or believe. I do this for a living. I study football for a living. I study football every stinking day, 365 days a year, 366 days in a leap year. I would never bet based on what I think, feel, or believe. Just don't do it. Have a model in place. Use projections. You can use mine over at ftnfantasy.com or whoever's if you don't have a model yourself. And I know some people like to make their own models. If you have those skills, by all means, do it. But don't just do it based on what you think, feel, or believe. Don't take sucker bets. If a bet seems too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. We all can talk ourselves into long shots, and we all get this feeling. You know that feeling. It's the same feeling you get when you buy the Mega Millions lottery ticket, or it's the same feeling you get when you put the single bullet in to the Millie Maker on DraftKings, right? You put your one lineup in, you're like, well, what am I going to do if this wins? You know, what, what, how am I going to spend the money? Of course, we go immediately to spend it. Will I take the annuity on the Mega Millions? Like, it, there is a moment. And I'm I'm not going to say I don't do it, because we all do. 
But you talk yourself into that. Now, these aren't as big a long shots, obviously, as winning the lottery or even winning the Millie Maker. But a bet that's like plus 5,000, that's a freaking long shot. So we talk ourselves into, oh, yeah, if this hits, if this hits, I'm going to be paid out. I'm putting a hunch on it. Don't talk yourself into the long. It's a long shot for a reason. Make sure you uh, are using betting units. If you aren't, it's really, you know, you're basically, you're dividing your your bankroll up. And, and for me, I typically won't use any more than 2% of my roll on a single unit, typically around a half percent or a 1%. So like, here's here's the prime example. Let's say you want to bet on the Super Bowl. You go and you put $50 into DraftKings and then you bet all $50 on one bet. Well, <laughs> if it's a, there's no such thing as a surefire bet, by the way. And I, I think like anybody who says like stone cold lock, they're frauds, they're charlatans. They are here to take your money, not take sportsbook money, right? So as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to play bets that I have an edge on, right? And even when I have an, a, a pretty strong edge, I'm still not going to place my entire bankroll on one bet. Because if I lose it, I lost my entire bankroll. So instead, what I recommend is take that $50 and divide it up. Now, if you want to go, if you're saying you're going to use 2% of, of your bankroll for a single unit, that means your unit is a dollar. So now you're betting a dollar on your bets. Now, this is, you know, obviously you're not going to, you're not going to strike it rich overnight with that kind of a bankroll. You know, it takes money to make money. But at the same time, you don't want to completely wipe your bankroll out with a with a bad weekend or in football or you know a bad day in NBA or whatever it is. So I will go between a half percent and two percent. Like if my bankroll is only fifty bucks, I'll probably I probably would be at two percent for the Super Bowl. Uh, I will also shift this based on the time of year, early in the season for the NFL. I'm not I'm going to use a half percent unit. Uh, later in the season in the NFL, I'm going to use you know, I'll be using a two percent unit this weekend. No doubt about it. I'm going to get as much money as I can in play because we have as many data points as we're going to get at this point of the year. I do the same thing for the NBA Finals. NBA right now, I'm at a, at a 1% unit, right? Uh, NFL, I kept moving up through the course of the season. But I typically won't go any higher than 2% um, because I do put a lot of bets in. And that comes to my strategy of... You know, I know that some people will be like, well, you should only be betting the ones you're most confident in. All right, well, the, even then... What are you hitting? You're not hitting 60 plus percent consistently. You're still hitting under 60%. So if I think that I can do that on 50 bets, as opposed to just five bets, then I'm going to put the 50 in. Because now I think I have, I, you know, I've really spread my my variance around more, and I think I'm going to be more successful. So that's typically what I will do there. Of course, you do want to shop around for the best odds. Like if you are in New Jersey, for example, you have a gazillion books. Some of those books do have the same odds provider, though, so you do have to be aware of that. So FanDuel has its own; it, it, they do their own thing. But for example, DraftKings has the same odds provider as 888, as Parks, as Bet Rivers, as Unibet. They're all the same odds provider, and and most of those are in uh, PA as well. 888 is not, but basically every all the rest of them are in PA. BetMGM and the Borgata, for example, in New Jersey, same odds provider. Um, so you have a couple of those. There are some that use the same as uh, Bet America. So you have to keep that in mind. Points Bet is its own thing. Bet 365 is its own thing. Typico is its own thing. You know, so it depends on the book, but 
you do want to shop around. You do want to get the best prices. And I also would not shy away from making the same bet on multiple books. I don't. I know some people might. You know, they may want to just put their all their eggs in the one basket. I don't really care because I'm really all about building up bankrolls at multiple books and then keeping track of my overall bankroll. Uh, you do need to, of course, not only pay attention to the lines on the books, but also the odds on the books. The odds are going to be a major factor here. So think about it. If you have, uh, you know, like sort of the standard minus 115, right? That is, or minus 110. You know, all right, let's go with minus 110. So you need to hit, that bet at least 52.4% of the time over the long haul to be uh, profitable on that bet. Now, let's let's just change that and let's say it's minus 140. Now, at minus 140, you actually have to hit that bet over 58% of the time to be profitable. You know, it's 58.3%. Change it around, let's go to like plus 120, and at plus 120, you only have to hit it 45.5% of the time or, well, technically more to be profitable. So the odds are really going to be a factor. And what I like to do is actually combine the odds and the line into an implied line and then compare that against projections. Like I think that's the rookie mistake a lot of people make. They don't factor the odds in. They simply see it. They say, oh, my my number's higher or my number's lower than this line, therefore I have to bet it. Isn't always the case. Like let's say... Uh, it's uh, three, three and a half receptions, and you have a guy, you have him at three receptions, but it's juiced to the under, and it's like minus 200. Minus 200 now says that you have to be basically confident that two-thirds of the time or more it's going to happen for you to be profitable, and you're not even making that much on that bet. So for me, the minus 200 all of a sudden says, oh, you know what, that's a no play, even though my projection is below it. So you have to have that factored in. All right, so enough with the tips. Let's get into the plays. So I'm going to roll through uh, quarterback. You know, Mahomes, the the lines are ranging from 325.5 to 329.5. I'm not going to play any of them. I don't have any confidence in that. I think the number's really good. In fact, it's it's maybe a tad high for the Super Bowl, but it is Mahomes. So I'm going to pass on him. But how about 296.5 for Tom Brady, minus 110 on FanDuel? I think that under is in play. I think that a lot of people over-exaggerate the overs in these games, so I will be taking the under. I have no passing touchdown plays, even with the alt lines, because the alt lines are just juiced. I don't want to pay the juice. That's what it all comes down to. So, you know, if you don't know what that means, you're kind of new to this. Here's here's what I mean by that. So if we look at the uh, quarterback lines on DraftKings right now, like the standard line is two and a half, but for under, for Tom Brady, it's minus 157. I mean, that's too much juice to pay for me to take that under. For Patrick Mahomes, the over is minus 155. I don't want to pay that juice. Even though I do think he goes over, I don't want to pay that juice. So what about three and a half for Mahomes? The under on three and a half for Mahomes is minus 240. Again, I don't want to pay that juice. So all of them are juiced in the right places. So I I just don't want to mess with the passing TDs. I think there's some value in the Brady completions if you hit the over on DK right now, 24 and a half, because FanDuel actually has a 25 and a half. So I kind of I also like when there's discrepancies between the books. Usually what I'll do, if there's a discrepancy between the books, like one has the number higher or lower, I will look to where my projections are. And in this case, I'm over 25 on him. 
So I will then play the over on the lower number and vice versa. If it was, you know, let's say I only had him at 20, like 23.8 or something, then I would play the under on FanDuel. But in this case, I'm playing the over. I'm not messing with Mahomes at 28 and a half. Pass attempts. I am messing with Mahomes. You have another discrepancy here. If you're in New Jersey or anywhere where points bet is, uh, you have 41 and a half. The standard line for Mahomes attempts is 40 and a half. So I will actually play the under on uh, points bet. No play for Brady at 39 and a half across the board. Rushing yards. The single best play on the board for me right now is Patrick Mahomes under 19 and a half. You might see 21 and a half. I think I saw that on a couple books, but 19 and a half is the standard line. And get this. It is at plus 150 on points bet. So, you know, go back to our handy probability, right? Plus 150 means only 40, 40% of the time you have to be right for that to be profitable over the long tall, long haul. So I love that. That's on points bet, though, so you might not have access to that. But if you have access to DraftKings or anybody who uses those same lines, it's plus 125. Now, if you do think he goes over, the best line is minus 122 on FanDuel, but I don't think he goes over. Uh, that's my best play on the on the board the entire game. That's it. Uh, Ronald Jones, the under is in play on his uh, rushing yards. 37.5 on DraftKings. This is an example of the lines being different, and I'm under this, so I play the higher line because FanDuel has it at 35.5. Leonard Fournette, under in play at 48.5 on FanDuel at minus 110. I just don't think there's going to be a ton of running in this game. Like I, I do think Leonard Fournette leads all rushers in rushing yards, but I just don't think there's a ton of running in this game. Uh, Daryl Williams, potentially the under in play. I'm not really super high on this one, but minus 110 on FanDuel at 30.5 rushing yards. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 30.5 rushing yards on DK, only 28.5 on FanDuel, by the way. So I'm under that, so I take the uh, the higher line there and play that on DK. Uh, Brady is at a half yard. I'm not playing that. It's minus 177 on the on the under. So if he like kneels, he could have negative yards in theory in this game if they win. But uh, I'm not going to mess with that. Rushing attempts. I think there is something here to be said about Daryl Williams over seven and a half on FanDuel at minus 118. It's eight and a half on DK. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the reverse. It's eight and a half on FanDuel, seven and a half on DK. So I'll take the under on eight and a half at minus 118 on FanDuel. Fournette, I do think the under is in play at 11.5 carries, minus 112. Ronald Jones, the over in play at 8.5 on both DK and FanDuel at minus 112. No play on Mahomes. It's juiced to the over, minus 148 on 3.5 carries on FanDuel, so no thank you. Receiving yards, <clears throat> there's not a ton of good ones here, but I do have some two-star plays. If you know my plays over at FTM Bets. I will play some two-star plays. So, uh, McCole Hardman, I, and I'll go down, down to one-star plays in the Super Bowl. McCole Hardman over on 28.5 receiving yards, minus 110 on FanDuel. I like that play right there. I do think he's involved, not a ton, but enough to hit that over. AB, 40.5 receiving yards. Also love the over here. He's going to play. He practiced in full yesterday, so he is good to go at minus 112 on DraftKings. Scotty Miller, under in play for me because of AB now with some clarity. Uh, taking the under 20.5 at minus 105. I like that on FanDuel. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the under absolutely in play at 18.5 receiving yards. In fact, DK has it at 15.5, so FanDuel, get it at FanDuel at 18.5 at minus 110. 
Uh, he's only caught one ball in, in four of his last five games. Tyreek Hill, the over is in play. I love the fact that it's at 92.5 at minus 110 on FanDuel. That's the best odds you're going to get it at. It's definitely juiced to the over on DK, even though it's the same line. Gronk and Cameron Braid are kind of in wait-and-see mode. I would hammer the over on Gronk if Braid doesn't play. And Braid's now up in the air after popping up on the injury report yesterday. As of right now, I don't have a Friday injury report just yet, so keep an eye on that. Brait is at uh, 29.5 on DK, 30.5 on FD, uh, 31.5 for Gronk on, on, on FanDuel. That number very likely would go up to like 37, 38.5 if Brait doesn't play. So if you think he's not going to play, get in on it early there. Leonard Fournette under in play, 25.5. That's a little heavy. Uh, for Fournette, <clears throat> and it's actually juiced to the under on DK, but FanDuel still has it at minus 110, so no juice juice on either side. I'm going no play on Kelsey. His his um his line ranges from 98.5 to 94.5, depending on the books. I just don't want to mess with it. Like, so, for example, you might think he goes over 94.5, but on DK, it's minus 141, so no thanks. Same thing with Godwin, 73.5 to 77.5. Pretty good lines there. 63.5 is the standard for Mike Evans. No thank you. Sammy, 36.5. No thank you. Daryl Williams is a no play, although I am tempted to hit the over here. Uh, We'll see. It's 11.5 on points bet. It's 13.5 on FanDuel, so I may actually be tempted to do a one-star play on the uh, over for the points bet play, because if you think he has two catches, then he will very likely go over that line. Ronald Jones, a no play. Only line on him is six and a half at points bet. Receptions, the under is in play for Lenny Fournette, and here is exactly why. It's three and a half, which is a great line, but plus 135 on DraftKings. I love that. I love getting the favorable odds, so I'm going to make that play. Daryl Williams, the under is in play. I do think two is the number for him. So it's two and a half, but it's minus 182. So it's not, I mean, it's more, it's kind of feels like a gimme putt type play, but you're not getting paid out much. Better play is Clyde Edwards Alaire, under two and a half, minus 134 on DraftKings. Boom. Chris Godwin, under is in play because you get favorable odds. Plus 103 at five and a half catches on DraftKings. Sammy, three and a half catches. I like the under there on DraftKings at minus 134. Kelsey, are you taking notes, by the way? Kelsey, eight and a half catches is just too much. He only topped this line three times on the season. Minus 136 on the under on DraftKings. Gronk and Brait, I'm waiting and seeing. Two and a half for Gronk, three and a half for Brait. So I I do think the under could be in play, though, for uh, Gronk, obviously, if Brait plays. Uh, the under is in play for Tyreek Hill, but only... Well, you know what? I lie. On DraftKings, I like it at minus 114 on seven and a half catches. But how about this? Six and a half catches on FanDuel, but plus 114. So that now makes it kind of interesting. Uh, I'm not playing Scotty at one and a half. I'm not playing Evans at four and a half. Uh, those are great lines right there. Uh, I, I, I just don't want to play an over on... Uh, Ronald Jones because it's juiced to the over at minus 140. Antonio Brown, three and a half catches. I think that's a perfect line for him. And then same thing with McCole Hardman, no play on him at two and a half. Why didn't I get a Tyler Johnson line yet, sportsbooks, please? Anyway, um, that's the player props. Now, I do think there's some other plays that are interesting. I'm not playing, I'm definitely not playing heads or tails. I'm not playing Gatorade. I don't even think any American sports books have Gatorade, and I'm not talking offshore books. I'm only talking American sports books. So here's a couple that I do like. 
Some sports books will give you a single player or like, you know, uh, p- player prop parlays. So it may not even just be a single player. It might be like, you know, I've seen a couple with like Brady and Mahomes go over 300 yards. And I saw that at plus 190. So you get some favorable odds if they both happen or there's three things that happen like, uh, like you know, a long shot one. Like Gronk goes over 100 yards, scores a touchdown and the Bucks win, right? And so you get some favorable odds and it's kind of fun. I'm not going to put a lot into it. But here's one I do like. This is on Bet America. Chris Godwin, 100 plus yards, so he has to go over 100 receiving yards and a touchdown at plus 575. That's pretty nice right there. I mean, he had 97 in week 12 against this team. He scored five touchdowns in the, in the last six games. Even though he's had the drops issues, I'm not really worried about it. He went over 100 last week, so I'm going to take a shot on that one. Uh I do have a novelty prop. I don't do a ton of these, but you know, anywhere where you're you're looking at sacks, I, I think the sacks could go over. Uh, you know, if you're look, if you get Bucks two and a half sacks, that's an interesting over for a novelty. Uh, the punts and field goals could potentially be underplays, by the way, as well. I know that um, you know the punts in particular. I just don't see a lot of punts happening in this one. I give a shout out to my my colleague Elliot Christ. He had mentioned this one, and I do think that's a that's a solid one. And the field goals as well, you know, do we see a lot of field goal attempts? Highly doubt it. You know, it doesn't feel like that kind of game. It feels like a game where there's going to be, you know, touchdowns will be scored. So <clears throat> keep that in mind if you're looking at those. But I don't have any specific plays. Here is a specific play for you, though. A lead change in the second quarter at plus 175 on DraftKings. There's been lead changes. So the Chiefs had one in the conference championship game against the Bills. And then the Bucs have had one in each of their last two games in the second quarter. I think this gets off to a slow start. And then I think things heat up in the second quarter and it could be a little bit of back and forth there. So I think there is a lead change. Uh, I do think that a couple uh, defensive props are interesting as well. How about this one? Bashad Breeland, interception. He has picked off Brady in each of his last two games against Brady and it's plus 575. Give me that. How about this one? Sean Murphy bunting over four and a half tackles, minus 108 on DraftKings. He's topped this in seven of his last nine games, including week 12 when he put up five. I think he's going to see a lot of Tyreek Hill in the slot. And uh, yeah, give me that. How about Byron Pringle anytime touchdown? I'm warming to the idea of Pringle. I mean, I mentioned this on the show yesterday, but he is out there a lot and it's plus 400 on that touchdown. There you go. Now, obviously, I'm not going to play a lot of the non-player prop props because that's not really my style, but I'll get a, a couple in here. Hey, take this for what it is. My goal is not to hit every single one of those wagers that I just mentioned, and honestly, those are my plays. They don't have to be your plays, but take it for what it is, right? And I would highly recommend doing your own research and not just playing what I said here because that would be silly, but... Hopefully that helped you in the process and made you a little bit better here. All right, go check out ftnfantasy.com for our Super Bowl guide. It's 20 bucks, and I think you're going to win more than 20 bucks with that thing. Uh, you should very well pay off that thing in like a quarter of a bet. Also, keep reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, open up this podcast here on your Apple Podcast app. Scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and you're done. At Jeff Rackliff on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliff on Instagram. Use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. And enjoy the effing Super Bowl, baby. I'll catch you on the flip side of the weekend. I'm Jeff Rackliff, and I'm out of here. <laughs>